Good morning, everybody. It's Coach Carter, and this is the Morning Lift. And I'm coming to you on a beautiful Sunday morning here in Rhode Island. And I want to talk to you about some things that I would say pretty much all of you know about already. And this is about nutrition and eating and strategies. And pretty much everybody's got a take on this, and everybody knows something about this. So I'm not going to be giving you any information uh, that's, you know, some kind of explosive new thing. But just something for you to think about. Uh, think about your life. Think about uh, creating, you know, optimal health and fitness for yourself. And what do these things mean to you? How do they impact you? Uh, how can they help you? You know. So let's let's go with the most obvious one I can think of. To lose fat, you need to watch what you eat. Okay. So now, how about that? Uh, no one has to hire a coach for that advice, right? <laughs> But knowing how to monitor your food intake, knowing how to really measure that. Now, that's something that a lot of my clients really do need. Um, only it can be really hard to know the best approach, right? It's, it can be really challenging, cumbersome. And, you know, how do you really do it efficiently and effectively? And how long do you have to do it? So some experts out there will tell you to count calories or meticulously measure every macro. Um, and other Type experts will encourage you to estimate portions, and then you find more and more people talking about uh, wanting to listen to your body. Sometimes it seems like the entire health and fitness industry is divided, and it is. Uh, but guess what? And this is this is based on statistics and pretty much hundreds of clients that I've had over the years. Calorie counting does work. Measuring uh, macros that works. Tracking uh, calories with hand portion size. That works. Mindful eating, intuitive eating, those work too. So in, in a sense, you get the picture here. Every method will work if it's implemented well, but if it's also implemented uh, for your lifestyle and your way of learning and your way of coping, so to speak, and how you live day to day. So the real question then is what will work best for you? That's the question. So what I want to talk about really is to, to kind of give you some guidance on how to determine the most effective way for you to manage your food intake. And that's got to be based on personal preferences, your lifestyle, your goals. And maybe you'll be able to discover the answers to some of the, the more common food monitoring type questions. First one, probably, do you really need to count calories in your macros? And if so, for how long do you have to do it? You know, weeks, months, years? Um, you know, and if you're tracking with hand portions, uh, anywhere near as accurate as weighing and measuring your food. So what I mean by that is if you're going to use your hands as a reference to portion size, is that as accurate as uh, weighing and measuring food? That's an important question. And then can strategies like mindful eating and intuitive eating, does that really help you lose weight? Actually, does that help you lose fat is what we should be saying. Or is this all overrated and just kind of like uh, nutrition, uh, blah, blah, blah? You know, the answers can help you finally get the results you want. And that's really what these podcasts are about, is getting the results you want for your life. And along the way, maybe gain even more of a healthy relationship with food and the skills that make a nutritious eating seem like effortless. You know, we shouldn't have this battle with food. We shouldn't go to war on a daily basis with food. It should be a joy. It should be something that we we look forward to. But, you know, 
most people, and I, I'm being as honest and transparent as possible, most people don't realize how much they're really eating. When you really look at people and, and, and we have coaching discussions with them, they overestimate how much they work out and they underestimate how much they truly eat. And the research kind of backs that up. Uh, most people, according to the research, underestimate their food intake sometimes by as much as 30 to 50%. And there's probably, uh, ironically, two reasons for that. They don't really realize how calorically dense many foods can be. They might know an overflowing plate, if they're looking at it, is a surefire way to pack on extra pounds by looking at, you know, just a plate crammed full of food. But two slices of meat lover's pizza before bed, okay? You know, how bad could that be? Well, let's say it's over a thousand calories right there, but it doesn't look like it, does it? And they often, you know, people often misjudge portions about two thirds of the time without any handy reference point. It's easy to accidentally consume a lot more calories than you intended. And as a result, many people, they struggle to recognize how many calories in their meals. And then they fail to eat foods in an appropriately sized portions and it, it just, it can happen to all of us, especially the way foods are presented to us now, especially in restaurants. Um, you know, there's a well-known fix, of course, and it's called food tracking. And, you know, food tracking really, we're going to, I'm just going to discuss three ways, calorie counting, macro counting, and hand portion tracking. And these are all external guides uh, that can help you eat, you know, the right amount of foods for your body and at the right times uh, and for your goals. Um, and you do it long enough that you'll begin to retrain your body to better regulate the hormones and to tell you when you're hungry and full. And you'll be able to more easily adjust your calorie and macronutrient intake, which is really the key for changing your body weight and the composition, which is even the most important thing. Um, and just keeping everything in balance. So think of food tracking methods as kind of like putting on nutritional training wheels. You won't be wearing them forever. It's just a way to get you started on the right track. Um, they give you the guidance and the calibration, if you will, that you need to achieve balance on your own. It, it, this is all about learning how to do this on your own. Uh, so some people need the training wheels a lot longer or shorter than other people do. And usually a re, it, it helps to have a combination of tracking strategies to help you find balance and to kind of find out what's your what's your way what is your path that's easiest for you but yet the most um efficient for you you know but ultimately the goal is to shed your training wheels is to get rid of the external guides and to be able to just live and know how much and when to eat without some kind of militant tracking or monitoring you don't want to be tied to that your whole life but it does help for the short term and to educate you on what's best for you because let's face it counting calories and grams it it is a lot of work and though it, it, it's extremely beneficial uh, for short periods of time, most people and most of the clients I've had in the past, they don't want to do it long term. And I wouldn't either, to be honest. So this is what internal guides, this is why the internal guides uh, come into play. And that's really talking about mindful eating and intuitive eating. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But these methods are critical for helping you tune into your body's appetite signals. They help you better sense when you're truly hungry and to stop eating when you're satisfied. And that's really, you know, we'll just say that's self-regulation is what that is. You know, babies, and when we're babies, we automatically self-regulate naturally. We stop eating when we're full, no matter how much milk or formula is left in the bottle. 
however, most adults have forgotten how to do this and, and we, we've lost the ability to tap into that. But mindful intuitive eating can help us regain this skill again. And these methods also enhance the results we get from food tracking and vice versa. I mean, they kind of work inter, uh, interplay together. So all of this helps us more easily manage our food intake based on a combination of, of knowing hunger and fullness cues uh, and relearning them maybe, having better, more effective nutritional knowledge and understanding what really works for us as individuals, not collectively as a society, but what works for you. So this is where most of us want to be. This is where I want to be and stay and, and live this way. But you can't accomplish it overnight. It, it, if you're having struggles with it, it's not going to happen overnight. It truly is a skill and it does take practice. So what I'm going to suggest is you just look at your life, your lifestyle and what you want to accomplish and just choose whatever method or methods is best for you. So determining the most appropriate method, it really comes down to picking the right tool for the right job for you at the right time. And, you know, one of the ways you could do that is what problem does food monitoring help you solve? Because you really do have to look at this as what am I trying to solve? What problem have I been presenting that's affecting my weight, affecting my lifestyle? What am I trying to solve? And then you think about why you want to manage your food intake. You know, maybe you want to lose weight and get healthier. Maybe you want to just better understand your eating habits. You know, uh, maybe you want to see how your diet affects any kind of athletic performance or, or performance in general. It could be on the job. It could be, you know, in your free time. You know, you want to look better. Uh, you want to achieve a body fat percentage that you're proud of, that you feel good about. It gives you more energy. You feel vibrant. You look in the mirror and you go, yeah, that, that looks good. Nothing wrong with that. You want to improve your relationship with food. I said it at the beginning. You know, so many of us go to war with our food. Why do we do that? We, we've learned to do that over time. We, we don't need to go to battle uh, over our food. So let's create an, a better relationship with it. We want to work on our eating behavior and the awareness of the foods that we eat. And depending on what you hope to accomplish in this whole thing, you know, one approach may be better uh, than another. And that's why we're going to kind of just touch on them. But it's unlikely any single method for you is going to keep working long term. In fact, you'll get better results by combining approaches probably over time and then use the guide uh, that I'm going to talk about that, that might help you determine which method ult ultimately is best and the one that will kind of teach you the quickest on how to do this without having a guide. Um, so you've got to look at what makes the most sense for your current goals. Uh, it feels absolutely doable and you can fit it in your day-to-day -day routine. So first method, you know, we all know what this is, calorie and macro counting. With calorie counting, you have a set number of calories to eat each day based on your height, weight, age, how active are you and your goals. Uh, with macro counting, the calories are divided between the three main macronutrients, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. You know, ironically, alcohol is also a macronutrient that you could track if you wanted to. Um, but rather than counting calories specifically, you keep track of how many grams of each macronutrient you're eating. And obviously that indirectly tracks calories too, since macronutrients make up the calories in the foods and the drinks that we have. You know, though calorie and macro counting are slightly different, they're similar in the sense that they both pretty... They're, they're labor intensive, to be honest. You, you've got to keep up with this. So it's going to take an effort on your part. 
But with either method, you'd ideally use some kind of a food scale and or measuring cups, uh, spoons to, to weigh and measure your food at virtually every meal. You know, I mean, that's what that's the commitment you're making. And you'd also be searching a calorie database and, uh, such as like a MyFitnessPal or a chronometer or whatever to find and log the nutritional value of what you're eating. Or you might use nutrition labels to manually calculate your intake. Um, but why, why should you use calorie or macro counting? Well, it's going to sound crazy, but the research shows it works. Tracking calories and macronutrients, even without dietary counseling or coaching, it does help people lose up to 5% of their body weight. And that's based on research. So for someone who weighs 200 pounds, that's a 10 pound weight loss. That's significant. That's pointing you in the right direction. You know, it can provide maximal precision, if you will. I mean, calorie and macro tracking isn't 100% accurate, but they're the most precise method available outside of a lab that you can do on your own. And if you decide to estimate serving sizes instead of weighing and measuring your food, this can become much less accurate uh, but at least you're doing something. So you learn calorie counts. You know, by tracking your macros and calories, you become more aware of how many calories are in everything you eat and drink. You know, like a typical eight-ounce margarita, for example. That's 450 calories or that at your favorite restaurant. Why does a salad pack on more calories than two Big Macs? Well, these are the kind of things when you count calories and macros uh, if you do it for, you know, a significant amount of time, maybe a couple of months, you're going to learn these things and you're going to know these things. So, you know, calorie counting and macro counting work well for short term use. And this is just my opinion now. Um, tracking your calories or macros for a couple of weeks can help you learn more about your current eating habits. It also gives you a better understanding of appropriate portions. And once you, you know, kind of get the hang of it, you can transition to hand portions and eventually self-regulation, which is what we all want anyway. You know, people with advanced type needs, you know, more precision is needed for people with precise goals. You know, for example, let's say you're someone who wants to weigh exactly 125 for whatever reason. Uh, you're trying to make a weight class for wrestling or for, you know, jujitsu or whatever your, your competition is. You, you need to be around 8% body fat for your profession or tracking calories and macros is generally it's almost always the most effective way to get there. So some of you are numbers oriented type people. So um, some people truly enjoy this whole process, of, you know, collecting calorie and macronutrient data and they, they monitor changes in their weight, body size and the health markers such as blood pressure and cholesterol. And, you know, they're usually emotionally detached from the numbers. Uh, they just see them as informational rather than assigning them a good or bad because the minute you assign good or bad, then food becomes good or bad. And Food really isn't. It's just, is it right for the time? Is it right for the moment? So for these people, tracking calories or macros can be empowering, you know. Um, now, calorie and macro counting are less ideal for people, you know, in general, um, that just, that because they won't stick to it very long. The average person just will not stick to this very long. And that goes from everyone from elite athletes to 60-year-old grandparents. They just don't want to bother uh, with calorie math or meticulously tracking everything they eat for very long. And the research bears this out that even people who like this method tend to stop using it over time. And probably the main reason is it can take the joy out of eating. I mean, you know, if you remember, we're supposed to enjoy eating. I mean, it's supposed to be a socially fun thing to do. Uh, you know, for example, you could get so worried about hitting your macros, you struggle to find pleasure in 
the social aspects of eating all together, like sharing a meal with friends and family. I mean, good grief. We still want to be able to enjoy our life here. Uh, what's more important, some people, uh, this type of food tracking can become actually unhealthy. Prelimin you know, primarily, you know, the evidence which suggests association between calorie and macro tracking and three types of disordered forms of eating, which could be binge eating or, you know, the overwhelming urge to just consume as much food as possible, as fast as possible. And, and then kind of a cognitive dietary restraint where they feel like they're constantly making an effort to limit what they eat. So they're trying to eat less and less all the time, or they start moralizing their food, labeling it as good or bad, which I said earlier, you don't want to attach your self-worth to good or bad when you're coming to your food choices. I mean, my goodness, we live in a world that's tough enough. You don't want to start moralizing yourself based on what you eat. And those at higher risk, people who tend to be overly self-critical or prone to disordered eating or, or have an eating disorder in the past. And this isn't just a research finding. It corresponds to what many coaches like myself and dietitians and counselors observe in their own practices, you know, which is, you know, something that we really have to be aware of and cognizant of because it can also create, you know, quite significant problems. So that's why, you know, I recommend you count calories and macros for only short periods of time if that's your method. Um, and to the people who need to achieve very specific body composition goals for their profession, that's okay. You know, remember, a tool is only as good as the job it does. So uh, macro counting truly works for you. You enjoy it. Uh, if you genuinely enjoy it, do it. Uh, you find it empowering and interesting, do it. Uh, you're, plan you're, you're meeting your goals. You're getting your goals, and it's easily and productively giving you what you want. Then by all means, just keep doing it. Now, on the other hand, though, if macro counting makes you feel confused or anxious or distracted or distressed uh, or any other negative emotion, then you find it uh, onerous. I mean, you know, time consuming and uh, all this effort and you're putting a lot of attention toward it and you're creating an imbalanced life and you're spending more time on it than you actually are doing other things to reach your goal, then consider other options. And uh, I'm going to talk to you about the precision nutrition method, which is really looking at hand portions. And it's a system that, you know, I believe in uh, and it's just using your hand uh, it's personalized. It's portable. You bring your hands with you everywhere. Uh, you're not actually measuring your food, but rather you're using your hand to kind of gauge portion size. And because each hand proportion correlates to the different kinds of proteins, carbs, or fats, then this method counts calories and macros for you in, in a little bit of an indirect way, but it's been very effective. So just to summarize this, your palm determines your protein portions. Your fist, a clenched fist would determine your vegetable portions. A cupped hand would determine your carbs and your thumb determines your uh, fat portions, extended thumb. And the way it works is simple. You just, uh, you enter uh, your sex, your body weight, your goals, your activity level, level and eating preferences in uh, to, uh, you can find Precision Nutrition's online calculator. It'll let you know uh, how many calories and macros you need for reaching your goal. And then it just converts those numbers into equivalent hand portions in a given day. So all you have to do is use your hands to kind of get the recommended number of daily portions. And uh, when I do my uh, course next week, I'll, I'll give you guys all the information about the calculator and how to get it and how to use it. And I'll actually show you hand proportions um, tracking uh, online and you'll be able to see me do it. It's convenient. It's easy to understand. You know, you take your, like I said, you take your hands with you everywhere you go. 
Uh, it's a reliable reference because it doesn't change. Um, customization is simple. If you're not seeing the results you want using hand portion method, you just adjust the number of calories you're eating. Um, not hard to do. Uh, and you then can make adjustments based on your preferences. So um, this is an approach uh, that can help you maintain a preferred eating style, whether it's paleo or keto or Mediterranean or plant-based. You know, it's precise enough for most people, even those seeking body transformations. It's not necessarily um, to weigh or measure your food. You don't want to do that. So the hand proportions work. Um, so uh, make no mistake, however, hand portions aren't as accurate as macro tracking. They're not. But they are accurate enough to help you consistently track your food intake and reach your goals. And that's really what matters, right? I mean, that's the most important thing. Um, so hand portions tracking works for people that are busy, uh, that got messy lives, complex lives. They're basically, you know, they're going and going and compared to scales and tracking hand portions, then, uh, make it far easier to consistently gauge how much you're eating. Um, most body composition goals, unless you're chasing extreme results, uh, hand portions will work. Uh, if you have a non-negotiable deadline, for instance, uh, you know, how your body performs, you know, in sports or whatever, then hand portions um, might not get you exactly where you want to go. So uh, hand portions are less ideal for those people with aggressive goals. Um, that's just kind of the way it is. But what I want to touch on for a second now is mindful eating and intuitive eating. And then uh, tomorrow we're going to talk about that a little more in detail. Just to, to, to throw it out there, mindful eating means paying attention to the experience, the feelings, and the sensations you have around eating. You know, practices like eating slowly and eating until just 80% full are part of a mindful eating plan. Uh, and instead of focusing on certain types of foods or the amounts of foods, you know, mindful eating teaches you how to regulate your food intake by noticing how your body and your mind feel when you eat. Intuitive eating is very similar, but it re kind of rejects the diet messaging uh, that our culture has. So intuitive eating wasn't originally intended to achieve a specific body composition goal, but rather more to improve your overall relationship with food. It, it, it takes away the battle. Both approaches involve learning how to tell uh, whether you're hungry or not and uh, when you've had enough and at the, to be at ease with food, to, to not be at battle with food. So we're going to talk about that more tomorrow. Um, we're going to talk about why you would want to choose mindful and intuitive eating and how it can be fit into your life. Um, for today, though, let's just go back and review. You know, when we have nutrition goals, macro and calorie counting can be very helpful. Hand portion measuring can be very helpful. Um, it's also been proven very effective. However, we have to find a system that works for us. And I'd highly encourage you to look at what your goals are. If you need to lose fat, if you need to lose weight, you know, are you willing, and, and I'll repeat, are you willing to look at ways that you can track your food just long enough that you can be make this an internal uh, method that will work for you, no matter if you're at a restaurant, at home, visiting friends, because you can do it. And I just, I, I would highly encourage you to look at this, look at it seriously, and then we'll talk tomorrow uh, about the power of mindful and intuitive eating. And then starting next week, when I introduce my course, we'll be doing all this online and you'll be able to see a lot of this. Um, with my hands and food and all those things. So uh, this is a beautiful Sunday. I hope you guys have a great Sunday today. Get out, enjoy it wherever you live. 
this is Coach Carter. This is the Morning Lift. You guys are special. You guys are incredible. So get out and make it your best day yet. Take care.